Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Early on in COVID, we were talking about the payroll protection plan, the PPP, the federal funds being distributed to help companies that were struggling because of COVID. And I complained early on. I said, this program has got problems because they're distributing the money so willy-nilly that anybody could apply for the money seemingly and get it. And we heard stories about people who got money for corporations they had just formed for non-existent employees, and they go out and buy Lamborghinis with the money. And and I said, all they got to do is some basic checks. Like, I don't know, show us your payroll records for these non-existent employees. Show us your corporation papers that show you existed more than the day before yesterday. You know, and they didn't do that, apparently, because we heard stories about people who made these outlandish applications and got money. So a lot of people were pointing out that the real problem there was that the funds came from the federal government, but they were being distributed by banks. And the feds were letting the banks be the gatekeeper here. But the banks got fees based on how many loans they made. So follow along. The feds give you a bunch of money and say you can distribute this to people. And the faster you distribute it, the faster you get the slice from each thing that you distribute. Now, the feds did tell the banks they should follow certain guidelines in doing this, but eh, it looks like they weren't doing that. So a lot of people have said, Steve, it's one thing if you catch somebody who applied for the loan and got it and misspent the money. Why don't they go after the banks? Why don't they go after the banks? Well, Ronald and Trocon both sent me notes saying, Steve, down there it looks like they're going after the banks. <laughs> the Miami Herald reports, uh, Ben Weider wrote this. The PPP program was awash in fraud. Now, a lender may finally face a legal reckoning. Not certain yet, but they could. The payroll protection program was one of the signature federal economic relief measures in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, providing small business loans of up to $10 million that were forgivable if used for payroll and other approved expenses. And by the way, if somebody out there doesn't have employees and just took the money, well, that loan won't get forgiven. At least it shouldn't. But the program, which tasked banks and other private lenders with processing applications, was beset by fraud from its earliest days in the spring of 2020, with some recent estimates suggesting that more than $100 billion of the $780 billion in federal loans went to ineligible businesses. Some of it went to people who didn't have businesses. So instead of ineligible, they were imaginary businesses. Hundreds of borrowers have been prosecuted for submitting fraudulent applications, But few lenders have been held accountable for their role in approving these fraudulent loans. Now, due to an obscure filing becoming less obscure, in one of South Florida's many PPP fraud cases, it's been revealed that one of the biggest lenders in the program's first year might soon be facing consequences. The online lender Cabbage, with a K, Cabbage, disclosed in the Florida case that it is under investigation by U.S. attorneys in Massachusetts and Texas for its PPP lending practices. Those investigations are being coordinated by the U.S. Department of Justice's Civil Division, according to the filing. Neither district nor the DOJ responded to requests for comment. Anytime you have two U.S. attorney offices that have separately drawn the same inferences based on evidence that reached them from independent sources, it's not a really good sign said Ben Curtis, former assistant chief, the criminal division fraud section at the DOJ, and a partner in a Miami law firm. 
The disclosure itself was unusual, he said, since civil investigations aren't typically public. So they kind of tipped their hand here, the bank did, by letting others know that we're being investigated here. If I'm a client, I don't want that ever to be out there in the public domain, he said, referring to the attorney. The filing came amid an effort by Cabbage, with a K, to fend off a subpoena from a federal prosecutor in the Southern District of Florida to testify in a PPP fraud case that's scheduled for next month. Cabbage is not a target in the case, but it argued that his testimony could be used against it in the other federal probes, which is described as financially an existential threat to Cabbage. They're saying that this threat that they're facing in this other situation is so dire it could destroy them. That's what existential threat means in this context, I would assume. The argument didn't sway the judge who denied Cabbage's request, and the online lender could be called upon to testify in the criminal trial against the person who's being tried in a trial set for August 15th. Now, Cabbage is also one of several financial technology or fintech companies that are under investigation by the House Oversight Committee's Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus, coronavirus crisis for their role in PPP fraud. The PPP program bailed out the Georgia-based online lender, which went from furloughing employees in March of 2020 to being a takeover target in a matter of months, thanks in part to the $7 billion in PPP loans the company said it processed that year. They were struggling financially. Then when they got the opportunity to make these loans with other people's money, but to process them, they made so much money in processing fees that it basically saved the company. Those $7 billion in loans earned the lender, which is heavily backed by an investment firm called SoftBank, hundreds of millions of dollars in fees and helped attract the attention of American Express, which acquired the company in October of 2020 for a rumored $850 million. But the company's trademark speed has raised questions about how it vetted applicants. So Cabbage apparently was using algorithms to figure out whether people had you know, viable cases for you know, the loans instead of having, I don't know, people check these things. So at least that's what they say. American Express acquired Cabbage, but it didn't take on its loan portfolio, which included the PPP loans. But again, those are all government-backed. So that left the loans behind in a holding company branded K-Servicing. Meanwhile, American Express has tried to distance itself from Cabbage's performance in the PPP program, but these multiple investigations might make it impossible to continue to avoid the difficult questions. What did Amex know and when? That's Jim Richards, a former top financial risk officer at Wells Fargo and Bank of America, and a former prosecutor, talking. K-Servicing CEO didn't respond to multiple requests for comment, and messages to the company's media line bounced back. So it looks like, and there's much, much more to the story. It's actually a many, many page long story. And we ain't got that kind of time, as I like to say. Uh, but it looks like the feds are finally looking at some of the lenders. And again, get back to the original model. The federal government had a bunch of money and said, we want this to go to businesses to protect payroll. Payroll protection. Okay? So... They say, but we don't have the time or the infrastructure to take in applications and find out who's eligible. Banks do that every day as part of their lending process. So 
will ask banks if they want to do this and they'll get a juicy fee for doing it. And the bank said, yeah, we'd love to do that. It'll give us something to do during COVID. So banks got the money and started lending it out. And like I said, they got paid for each loan that they made. So when they lent the money out, they got a fee. Lent the money out, got a fee. The feds did give them specific guidelines and said, here is what you must do before approving the loan under this program. Now, I've been saying all along that in the rush to give the money out, these banks couldn't have been doing their jobs. They couldn't have been. How does somebody with a business that they incorporated like yesterday that has no employees walk into a bank and go, I've got a business and I've got 100 employees. I, I need money to protect my payroll. Okay, here you go. And they break out the rubber stamp and, and stamp something and give you a bunch of money. How is that possible that that happened if the bank was following the guidelines? So... I suspect that there are more possible targets out there where banks could be held accountable. It's a question of whether or not the feds are inclined to do this. And I hope they are because it's extremely sad because the numbers, again, $780 billion in federal loans were made. Some estimates say that $117 billion of that was fraudulent. I've seen numbers higher than that. There was an article that came out last week with a much larger number than that, saying it may have been closer to a quarter uh, or, or more of the money that was wasted. And they're not even sure. They're still figuring this out. So for some odd reason, when you go in to borrow the money, they take a quick you know, 24 hours and give you the money. When it comes to figuring out if the money was misspent or squandered or fraudulently stolen, it takes them weeks and weeks and weeks of investigation. And my question always has been, why didn't you do like just an extra day of investigation at the front end so you don't have to do months of investigation at the back end? Oh, wait, that's right. The banks aren't doing the investigation now. The feds are. So perhaps that'll teach you a lesson if you're a banker. (laughs) Next time you get money to lend that's not yours, and by the way, banks are always operating with other people's money. When you get money to lend and instructions on how to lend it, follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. So we'll see what happens. But right now, the online lender, Cabbage with a K, is being investigated. And that's all part of how the PPP program was awash in fraud. And one lender, Cabbage with a K, may finally face a legal reckoning. And who knows? Maybe more. We can dream, can't we? So the Miami Herald published the story. Ben Weider wrote it. Ronald and Trocon both sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Don't expect answers. Rather, ask what's the question.